It's Wednesday, September the 6th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. We're just thankful again to be joined by the Gwen family, Kevin and Ansley, as well as Morgan Church here as we just continue this story of seeing little Caleb come home from India, a little boy that was hanging on to life that now is here with us in the room, uh, just loving life and enjoying life and still on a journey to health but so much better off than he was when this story began. And so, Ansley, we just want to pick up, you know, as we left off yesterday, you were just talking about this journey in India and this whole time wanting to be able to get on a plane to come home. So just help us understand that last week and what it looked like. Yeah, so, you know, we when we got to India, and that, we thought that that first week we were in India with his ups and downs with his health were the hardest week of our lives. But then when we took him took him home from the hospital um, really after a couple hour honeymoon period we realized that you know, this this became kind of a nightmare uh, the last week and our son's health was really um, really unstable and um, I didn't even feel thankful like I fully understood how severe he was and um, so I, I have a, a medical background and I, and I was kind of had the weight of his care on my shoulders and um, I was sent home. I realized later after um, being at UAB that the amount of training I got, I got about 15 minutes of training and I should have gotten about 10 days worth of training and um, the amount of equipment um, and things I needed to care for him and emergency supplies, all of that was just lacking. And so a lot of that was that it was taken that weight off of me wasn't there. So um, we just felt a huge urgency that we, the best thing for him, um, even in his fragile state, was to get him home and fly home and take that risk of, of flying with him. So, you know, that week was just incredibly difficult as we tried to care for him and um, and with, with very little sleep and very little um, resources and also try to get all the appointments done that every family has to do. So we were driving around India in the back of an Uber mm-hmm. trying to suction his trach tube and um, feed him through an NG tube. And, you know, we had to do all the other typical things you do with a toddler, changing diapers and, uh, you know, all those things as well. And uh, he was just so fragile. I mean, every time we picked him up, you could feel him cringe. He had some bed sores on the back of his head and he just had lost a lot of weight. And so, you know, we just felt how fragile and uh, critical it was that this child get home. And so every appointment every day just felt so critical. And we, you know, fought to get it done in the quickest time to minimize his distress and um, get back to the kind of the safety of our hotel. Um, but we got through that week. Um, by Sunday, so we took him home on a Friday. By Sunday, I was really worried about his health and really worried that he was getting enough oxygen. Um, so I called Dr. Chambers at, at the um, UAB to, um, International Adoption Clinic and also talked with my best friend who's a NICU nurse. And uh, they both felt that it would be probably wise to have a medical escort on the way home. And so um, my best friend, who's a NICU nurse that I talked to, she volunteered to come to India and fly back with us. So really with 24 hours notice, um, she got on a plane, came to India, was in India about 24 hours and flew back with us. And um, that was huge. We got to see God work there, both in her heart to be with us, but also um, she felt like we needed an oxygen concentrator for him on the flight. 
And we got that within like five minutes to spare. My mom found one and got it to her to go on the flight to bring to India. Um, he, she monitored him on the flight and we actually had a pediatrician and a neonatologist identify themselves literally within like reaching distance on the flight, um, that were there to help us if there was any emergency. So that kind of took some weight off. Um, but he, you know, we got an air, um, on our way to Newark, we've had a straight flight from Delhi to the U S which was really important. We felt like. Um, and he was doing great. Um, we had low levels of oxygen, kind of therapeutic levels, and he was maintaining really well. Um, we made that 15 and a half hour <laughs> flight. Uh, he did great. He just kind of chilled in the seat and um, landing in the U.S. Um, I just I just started crying. Um, he was legally a citizen when he hit the ground in the U.S. And so that was just a huge moment. Um, I just... I had prayed in the hospital just over and over, God, just rescue us, rescue us from this hospital, rescue us from India. You know, you have to work here like you're, you are a rescuer. And I just couldn't help. I just was crying and thanking God, thank you for rescuing us. Thank you for rescuing us. And um, just staring at this little, this little boy and thinking he has no idea the significance of this moment. Um, so we took a, one more flight to Atlanta, which was a lot less stressful, the little hour and a half flight there. And landed in Atlanta and uh, we were met by meet we were met by a couple of uh, Lifelines Georgia staff and my parents and my dad just grabbed me and I like just like squeezed the life out of me for a good minute and I just felt like all the relief of that moment uh, in his hug and just that we had just made it that God had rescued us and delivered us and that we were in the U.S. and we were going to be okay and um, Kevin had yeah, I just wanted to um, just point out another thing that um, just one of the ways that uh, we just saw God using this this process that um, I think it was the the day before we left um, our facilitator and uh, Lifeline was was talking to me and she was just telling me that you know through every one of those appointments that that we went to um, she had just uh, a bunch of people asking her you know what who we were, you know, why we were with this, this sick child. And, and she explained that we're, that we're adopting him. And they're just, they couldn't understand why, um, why a family would travel halfway across the world to uh, adopt a, a medically fragile child. So um, it just opened up doors for her to, to share the gospel. And um, we're just, we're so grateful that, you know, our story is helping to, um, to bring opportunities to share the gospel. Amen. And the gospel is, is certainly seen in this story, and it's certainly being proclaimed. And what a great opportunity to see uh, just this this picture, this analogy, this, uh, this great allegory of the gospel being lived out in Delhi for Hindu people to see and for Indian people to see the grace and the mercy of Christ Jesus. And, you know, Morgan, you get the opportunity of working with this team in India, and we are so pleased to be able to to work with some brothers and sisters, and they had the opportunity to share this hope. And But we've also just seen an orphanage that really stepped up. Talk about these partners in India, and especially the staff at Hope Foundation, and, and other partners and brothers and sisters across India, and how they just were so engaged with this process. Yeah, so all throughout the Gwen family's adoption journey, I was the one communicating with the orphanage director, Jolly, and even just an email communication, I just sensed just this Holy Spirit in our communication and just in her kindness and the way she communicated even through email. 
And so I had that in my mind of, I wonder if she's a believer. And so when we get to the orphanage, my husband and I, when we were visiting and I met her and she was just truly radiant. And I just had to ask, I said, are you a follower of Jesus? And she said, yes, I am. And I said, we are as well. And, you know, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And just to see the way that she runs that orphanage in a way that is so honoring to the Lord and proclaiming of his gospel. Um, and then even to see the situation with Caleb when he became sick and in my communication with Jolly, she had so much faith and her faith was truly unwavering in the sense that she believed wholeheartedly that God would heal Caleb. And I remember texting with her just kind of at the front end of this whole journey and she just said, Morgan, you know, we have a, a whole team of, you know, church people here in, in Delhi that we've alerted a prayer chain and everyone's fasting and praying all across New Delhi. Um, and even all across India. And then to see on our side of things in America that there was so many people from Brook Hills where Ansley and Kevin go to church and then also our team here at Lifeline, just everyone praying and really interceding on behalf of this situation to see the body of Christ come together and function as a unit all across the world was just such a beautiful thing. And to see God move on behalf of his people and on behalf of Caleb, um, it was just truly such an honor to get to witness that firsthand. Yeah, so Morgan, what a great opportunity to be able to, to work with folks that aren't just caring for these kids physically, but also that are fasting and praying for them and seeing the, the, the hand of God speak. And so, guys, just as we wrap this day up, obviously, you come back to the United States, you're met by your parents. This is not the end of the journey. You end up at Children's Hospital here in Birmingham, and certainly there were some ups and downs there. And you've been able to now bring Caleb home. But just as we kind of close this podcast out, talk about the support you've gotten from those in your small group, from those at your church, and how that really, as we see caring for the vulnerable children, and as we see caring for orphans, it's more than just adoption. It's also coming around those who've been called to adopt. And so just talk a little bit, and you've said, we wouldn't have been able to do this since we've been home without our small group. Talk about how they've been able to support you and how you've seen the love of Christ flow through other believers. I mean, the, the whole time we were in India, um, I mean, we had our small groups were um, asking for updates and just, you know, constantly telling us that they were, that they were praying for us. And, um, I mean, immediately when um, when we found out about the news, I mean, we had probably about ten people ask us, "Hey, what can we do?" You know, what you know, everyone wanted to be some part of that. Whether it was, you know, coming by, we needed someone to come and send our passport to us because we were leaving from Raleigh instead of Birmingham, and um, you know, we needed people to check our mail, and just you know, everyone wanted to be able to do something for us. Um, I mean, and we're obviously uh, seeing that even more now that we're home we're uh, getting more um, physical help than we had um, I mean pretty much every day um, when we were at UAB in the hospital people visiting us and bringing us meals and just giving us encouragement um, I mean, and that's been um, so huge it's just just to have that fellowship I mean just just to know that there are people that are with you are um, are ready to fight for you and are praying for you and you know we're we're all we're all, all on a team together and just yeah yeah that time um coming out getting home and getting to the hospital and um i really felt like i was almost waking up from a nightmare like and as we saw people and hugged people and it just it was just so good for my soul like just to 
feel the comfort like we had felt in through texts and calls and um, all along the way, just actually like hugging people and having just having a meal with them and just kind of reaching some a level of normalcy um, and just, I don't know, seeing them and being tangible. We had friends bring us signs that said, welcome home, Caleb, and just, just little things like that, you know, just were just so encouraging um, that we that we were finally just, we were getting care, we were getting cared for. And, you know, but that, that month that we had so little like care for us. And so just to kind of have that and have people that were there for us and supporting us just was, it was huge. Um, and it just allowed us to start healing, I feel like as well. And to be there for Caleb too, you know, we needed to be present and awake and <laughs> um, all the things that, you know, strong to be there for him, so. Um, and he is uh, doing amazing, um, by the way. So um, <laughs> he, uh, he was in the hospital for 10 days. Um, that was at the recommendation of the International Adoption Clinic that we just go straight to the hospital and make sure he was fully healthy before, or at least on the way to be healthy before he went home. And um, they did, checked out pretty much everything he had. <laughs> he had a, a tune-up in the hospital and got everything checked out. And, um, and he's really blown. I mean, even in the hospital, um, the doctors were just, this isn't the child that we thought we were getting. Like, he's doing better than we expected. And so we get a lot of those comments. And then we've had him home to, the, to our house now for two weeks. And um, daily, we are just blown away. And he's eating great, which they said he would probably be resistant to eating. Um, he's standing, you know, crawling, um, starting to walk on his own. Um, just huge things he lost while he was in his time during the hospital. Because uh, he was in a, in a hospital bed for over a month, um, not really moving, sitting up, anything. And so um, we've just been shocked uh, to see how quickly he's he's grown. And um, also just lots of smiles and giggles and shared just um, joy. I mean, just looking into his eyes and smiling and laughing. And um, he just seems to really have started to connect with, uh, attached to Kevin and I and um, it's just been such a joy to get to see this baby who we just thought we would lose and it's so short, such a short time ago. I mean, it's been uh, almost two months since we started this crazy process and or this crazy journey um, to get him. And the fact that he is now just we're sharing laughs and hugs and with this little boy is just oh, it's just too much of a blessing to even express um, how thankful we are to God for him. and. For what he's done for our family i mean he has just even being back at we've we've been back to our church a couple of times since we've been home and oh that's refreshing to our hearts but just even singing in times of worship and just about our the, our god is a lion and it fights for us you know just and we just feel it so much more acutely now like and just god fought for us like he he delivered us. I mean, there is no doubt we would have never, I mean, our son would not be here. We would not be here as a family if he didn't fight our battles. And we just are so thankful. Amen. And I, I think it just reminds us of Psalm 146. 
verse 9, which says, The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. And certainly our God is great. And what a testimony of Caleb's life to see the greatness of our God, the goodness of our God. Thank you, Morgan and Kevin and Ansley, for being here and for telling us this story. And we just pray that if God is calling you to get engaged on behalf of the fatherless, on behalf of the vulnerable child and the orphan, that you would be encouraged that you are not on this journey alone. God has equipped you. He brings his spirit to come around you you. He is the one that will work miracles and defend and speak up and help these children. And ultimately, he will bring the body of Christ to surround you, to uphold you, so that ultimately you will see uh, what God has called you to being uh, coming to the end of a conclusion that is glorious and for his gospel and his glory. Thank you for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of the child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.